We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's a good show! In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, one comedian doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions, got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. Elsgate was the... Uh, this is the beginning. It's, it's weird... I want to say bot-made, Bulgarian criminally-made videos, uh, YouTube videos (laughs) to create hits by forcing kids to watch videos because of the uh, the words that they put in the all of the hit words that they put in the title of it, like like Frozen, Elsa, Spider Man. But then they have like Spider Man like shitting in Elsa's mouth, and she's like crying and like and shaking all the stuff. And it's these weird Bulgarian models like doing these things. So wait, is it a cartoon or is it people dressed like Elsa? It's live action. It's like. A guy in like a Times Square Spider-Man uniform shooting fake chocolate syrup shit out of his ass into a a woman in a uh, Halloween store Elsa costume going like, no, no, no. And they have millions upon millions of hits because they use the If you just search search Elsa and then then once you're at the top, you perpetuate being at the top. Yes. Because you get the most searches still. And kids just watch the same thing over and over and over again and all they want to see is precious Elsa. And they do laugh at this shit going in her mouth and I do as well. (laughs) But a part of that is not good for kids. It's because it's haunting. And yeah, it's yeah. The part of it that isn't good for kids is probably it, the content. Yeah. But the good part is the kids can use a computer. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice yeah. <laughs> Teaching them how to order a McDonald's. I lo- Elsa yeah. Gate. I think I'm done with things being called Gate, but I'll give Elsa the <laughs> yes. slide. That's uh, when I, okay, this is, I was in D.C. and I had, you know, I went to the Watergate Hotel and it's like a restaurant. And I'm thinking, when this happened, there's a guy at the hotel who's like, we're fucking made forever. Like, our hotel is going to be busy forever. Nice. <laughs> and then the news was like, let's call it Watergate. And this guy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. let's call it Watergate. Yeah, Watergate. <laughs> it's like these tricky dick like mozzarella sticks that are all just like shake like lightning bolts and stuff. They're like, yeah, yeah. We got a table over there that you have to break through the window to get into if you want to eat. <laughs> the food's free, uh, but that's like, because that's... There's no better PR than being caught up in the biggest scandal of a century. There's a restaurant, Vitello's, that's uh, over on Tahunga that I go to simply because Robert Blake murdered his wife in front of it. Jesus. There you go. Is that terrifying? Is that <laughs> no, bad but to do, say? Wait, I mean, do they, they, but they don't. Do they advertise it? They um, did an article that said, um, despite recent tragedy, Vitello's still shines. Oh, they know what they're doing. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, but of course. Yeah. It's a great restaurant. I mean, it's a it's a perfectly fine restaurant and what are the that odds? Robert Blake murdered his wife in front of. <laughs> what are the odds someone else is going to get murdered there? It's not like due or anything. I mean, I don't know. At the same time, it seems like a fun dare. 
Is that bad? <laughs> no. Oh, what do you guys? What do you guys think that Truth or Dare movie is going to be about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I saw a billboard for it. It's just it. all truth. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just sad, like long discussions about how sometimes he wakes up afraid. <laughs> it's like the most. I saw the trailer for it, and they just play Truth or Dare the whole time. I'm like, oh, someone got paid to come up with the title, got paid to write this. Yeah, it's like Game Night the movie where they just went and they were like, it's Game Night, but we've got. <laughs> Jason Bateman. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, Two Truths and a Lie and have, Never Have I Ever, the sequel. <laughs> if you put your hand down, you die. Uh, well, I think we, we, I can't stop thinking about Elsa Gate. I'm sorry. I saw one time when my, my brother, who is 19 now, he was about, when I was living in New York, he was like 14. He came and visited. And he'd never been to New York. And this is a, from Missouri, New York is insane. Yeah. Really from anywhere. Really it just is too much cuz you while you're there you're like this is cool this is how people should live but you go anywhere else and describe New York it's a, we're in <sighs> Times Square and he saw Elmo take their head off which is like kind of a horrific thing to see <laughs> and there were all these little kids started screaming and then another Elmo took its head off and yelled put your head back on in public Elmo. <laughs> yes! And I was like well the least confusing thing is that there's two Elmos. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Where now that there's, they are all maybe in costumes and they scream. You're like, keep the illusion going. I know. They're just, and then sometimes it's the ones that don't even have a full head costume. So you see their face, like Thor or something, with just the Goldilocks wig on. And you're like, well, you look nothing. It's, no one looks like that guy. And now those kids just stay awake all night staring at their parents, like waiting for them to remove their own faces <laughs> and be Mexican men. Is, is my dad two Mexican guys? <laughs> I don't know. My counselor keeps bringing this up. Uh, this is this has never seen it. I don't know. We'll just go now. This has never seen it. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Today we are joined by Henry Zabrowski. Henry, thank you for being here. Grazie. And we are also joined by Sydney Steinberg. Sydney, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks. And our wonderful producer of the show, Yusong Lu. Yusong, thank you. I'm grateful to be on. First time on this side of the glass. Yeah. Even yeah. though I do yell at you through the studio. <laughs> oh, you've never spoken on the show before. Uh, no, I haven't. So, you actually uh, have a very pleasant voice. It's oh, incredible. That, that's so flattering. No, yeah, yeah because yeah. my voice is not. Neither is mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been told. Mm. Yeah, you will. You may You may know you song from me yelling, uh, how long have we been doing this one? <laughs> and then very muffledly hearing, you're good on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only been three minutes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, oh. gl- I'm glad I could use these dulcet tones to talk about Elsa Gate as my first uh, first appearance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's definitely not a timer on the only television here letting us know how long the podcast has been going. Uh, and so hey, we're going to go right in. Henry, uh, you re- you've never seen Mary Poppins. No. And so we've got a Mary Poppins episode today. I know it's a musical. You know it's a musical. I know that Julie Andrews was in it, and now she had throat surgery, and she can't sing anymore. Is that the story? I don't know. I just make everyone sad. Like Adele? Like, no, I thought Adele just can't do it because she gets nervous. Oh, I thought Adele had like some surgery or something. No, she gets nervous. Oh, okay. And she also was (laughs) too busy just sitting on a pile of money. Yeah. (laughs) Why would she leave? She doesn't have to leave. But yes, I've never seen Mary Poppins. Um, I know that there's orphans in it. Yeah. um, And penguins. You know, I have seen Mary Poppins, and I don't remember some of that. I think I've seen it. I remember the dancing penguins, and I remember a chimney sweep, and those are the things I put in there. Yeah. And the rest of it's just kind of like what I wish that Mary Poppins okay. would be. <laughs> uh, great. So we will, if anyone wants to grab any instruments here, this is a musical, so we can go ahead and, and get some stuff to score it. I'm going to grab a little chimey thing. 
Good audio content. Keep I want to give another big shout out to our main sponsor, Amazon. Who doesn't Is it know, a big sponsor? They don't know they are, but oh. I bought this children's musical kit off of Amazon. <laughs> They're like, thank you, and then they just put you on a list. Amazon, uh, thank you for letting me skew my sister's wish list on our shared Amazon Prime accounts. Uh, so we'll go ahead and read out who's going to be what parts, just so it can be a little bit easier for everybody. Yes, please. Um, so I will be playing uh, Cockney Junkie oh. 1 and Kids and Tweedle. I'm going to be playing uh, the figure, father, Lucy, and Dick Van Dyke. I will be playing Cockney Junkie 2, mother, and Mary Poppins. Very good. (laughs) You're perfectly cast. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be fun. This is all, it's it's a lot of the dark inside. Yay. (laughs) I think that was actually the official tagline to Mary Poppins. (laughs) It's uh, it's, uh, a lot of the dark inside. Exterior London Street, night. We open on a street corner in London, 1916. It's night. The fishmongers <laughs> shovel piles of fish guts into their gilly buckets. Newspapers selling orphan boys pull rotten melons from the trash bins to hollow out and make them to shoes for the day. Hey, got a big one. But my face is small for this one. We cut it in twain. The street is made out of all those square bricks. They're called cobbles. And it's the only type of street in London. The rain comes... <clears throat> the rain comes down in sheets, making the street splashy and wet. All slick and oily. The cobbles are shiny and black, like a seal's balls. <laughs> Exterior Big Ben is continuous. Or seal's balls, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to put that... Big Ben chimes. Perfect. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. <laughs> the old three chimes for 2 a.m. <laughs> Perfectly oh done. God. <laughs> a bird and a man with a hammer dressed like one of them Queen's Guards people with the big hats come out of the clock and do the cuckoo <clears throat> clock dance shit that the slaves of the cuckoo clock are forced to do every hour on the hour. Like all of us shuffling from bed to work every day, an endless, <laughs> pointless cycle we trod until we die. We hear footsteps in the cobblestone streets. <laughs> they get louder and louder. Exterior London Street, Shanty Village. The camera snakes through a village of shanties. Shanties are cardboard homes, and it's fun that it rhymes with panties. <laughs> Two cockney junkies huddle in front of a fire made from broken up baby cribs and oil. I'm sick, governor. I dying, matey. Don't say that, love. We'll get you all fixed up. Tight and shiny, governor. Good as a pair of brand new bird and socks, crikey. <laughs> Cockney Junkie 1 throws up a bunch of blood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Am I making raspberry jam out me talking hole, governor? If we can just make it till the morning, love, then we'll quit. Then things will be all right again. Footsteps approach. <laughs> <laughs> the camera sees a gold buckle on a plain boot then pans up the dress of a simple housewoman. An umbrella hides her face. Need something to help you through the night? <laughs> that is Mary Poppins, by the way. That's... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, okay. <laughs> Need something to help you through the night? A gloved hand holds up a ball of black tar opium. That 
should set my mind straight. Hand her over. The opium floats from the hand, turns into a sinewy alien liquid like the Venom's costume from the old comic books, not the new shit in the trailer I haven't seen yet. <laughs> it sucks into the nose and mouth of the sick junkie. He seizes and sits up. Oh, crikey! I'm high as a bird's fart! Thank you! You know what they say. A little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down. What? A laser bolt shoots from the top of the figure's umbrella and hits the junkie in the abdomen. He completely turns inside out. There's fucking guts everywhere. What the fuck? Why is this happening? She lowers the umbrella. It's Mary Poppins. The name's Mary Poppins, and you picked the wrong night to do drugs on my family street. Tell your other sick junkie friends Mary Poppins is coming. The other junkie scrambles into the night. Mary saunters over the twitching, groaning pile of meat that used to be a man. Makes me sick. She pulls a knife from her boot and stabs it slowly where the brain is exposed to the air. She then sings a song about how envelopes are food for mailboxes or some other dumb British game. Interior, a rich family house, day. A father is sucking on his pipe in the kitchen. Where are the pots and pans, Mother? Mother enters. She wears a fur jacket and is sucking on a two-gallon martini. <laughs> How am I to know where the B-devil is married? Mary Poppins materializes in the living room out of a thousand crows. She wears the power gem of Gurkul. It is shaped like a monkey's heart and is the source of all her power. She stole it from a Mongolian warlord when she was the head courtesan of a mysterious group of sorceresses, the Guild of Blackened Sparrows. They served the Lord's physical pleasures for many generations, but when Mary stole the gem, she turned the generals into screaming stains on the rocks they called home. Now she's a housekeeper like Tony Danza. Breakfast is ready for the family. Two adorable children tumble from downstairs. Lucy is gangly and sweet, and Tweedle, her younger brother, who is wheelchair-bound after his legs were crushed <laughs> oh by a merchant's cart. Mary's, Mary's home. home! Mary sings a song about breakfast and about how <laughs> eggs are magical and there's shit about toast in it and pancakes are dancing in the air and everyone's laughing and clapping. Haha, <laughs> there's a pancake on the ceiling. Delightful. All in a day's work. Hello, Henry. <gasps> <laughs> Did Siri disrespond? Yes. yes. Oh, Whoa, weird. <laughs> Siri Poppins. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, let's. Can we go from the pancakes again? Yes. Haha. <laughs> There's a pancake on the ceiling. Delightful. All in a day's work. If you can make food dance, can you perchance fix my legs, Maddie? Here is a five full minutes. Of it's lunchtime. <laughs> Mary sings a song about making lunch, and they all clap, and everyone laughs. Oh, Mary, what would we do without you? My power gem keeps po- keeps the sun from exploding. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe we can have another conversation about my legs. There's a commotion from the living room. It's my soot-covered chimney, friend. Dick Van Dyke crawls out of the chimney like the girl from the ring. Everyone screams. His teeth are so big and they chomp and chomp. You can hear them clack together miles away. I'm 109 years old, but I can still dance, Mary. Show him, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke shuffles around like a scarecrow on fire. His knees can fold backwards. He sings a song about how nothing can ever be cleaned enough. The world is dirty and can never be cleaned no matter how hard he sweeps. Tweedle starts crying. No, no, Tweedle. Mary wiggles her nose and Tweedle's frown literally turns upside down, black hole sun style. Have you met my new girlfriend, Mary? Oh, I kind of thought you and I were an item. Oh, we are. 
this is just someone I'm seeing until we are exclusive. So you want a label to our relationship? I thought after our discussion at Joshua Tree that we were <laughs> past labels. Yeah, about that. This is Jenny. A penguin comes in the front door. <laughs> You've been dating a cartoon penguin? Hell yeah, she can't get pregnant. They all laugh knowingly. <laughs> Mary winks and Tweedle grows new legs, but they are spider legs. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's fun. Holy shit. Having fun with it. Why didn't she help all these kids? <laughs> Is she a sorceress? Is, I don't. I, I don't remember, but she did magic things, but not enough to like make anyone's lives significantly better. No, she taught them lessons about how you have to like cover up medicine with sugar, like doing that yeah. thing where it's like essentially you can't. Everything has to be a fantasy. Everything has to be a game, which I guess that's what kind of the the goal of it is that everything can be fun. Yeah. But in a way, you're denying the true essence of any and single thing that you do. And she made parents give their kids sugar with medicine forever. In forever. real life. Yeah. A real life thing that happened was we need to make medicine taste oh. good for kids. Mm. Then they started putting sugar in the medicine. To make it tasty for children. That way the kids would want all of the medicine at once. Oh. Yeah. The goal of medicine. <laughs> and now we have little Wayne. <laughs> who takes Robitussin right. to get fucked up. Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppin? Oh. Poppins Gate. Yeah, you know, Mary Poppins, Poppins is actually an anagram for opioid crisis. Oh, I didn't even see all those Don't C's. look it up. It won't work if you do it at home. Uh, I wonder, yeah, because the, so she shows up. She's supposed to just be a regular nanny. They hire her. I don't remember, but sure. Right? I, I, I don't understand how she ever existed in this family's life. I remember kites in the movie. They're like yeah. flying. One of the songs is about let's go fly oh, a yeah. kite. Let's go fly yeah. a kite. But, uh, <laughs> where, that's uh, like to the sky at day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Night, night even rhymes. Night rhymes. Do night. Weird. <laughs> but then flying kites at night means you're on crystal meth. <laughs> but, hey, it's, uh, but she goes, have you ever seen Mr. Belvedere? When's the last time you've seen an episode of Mr. Belvedere? Never. Never. They just give the kids to this butler. Like yeah. he just is the father of these kids. Yeah. It's the guy from uh, Major League. He's the dad in okay. it, who's with big alcoholic's nose. They give the children to a man that they've just met. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Mary Poppins, where they just give the kids to this and lady. And the parents are just never around. Ever. Ever. And she does, there's so much liberty in the amount of medicine she's giving the kids. She keeps giving them medicine. And the way they're treating them. Yeah, every time they try and talk, she's like, no, no, no. More stuff from my purse. Yeah, it's like Casey Anthony giving her daughter Xanax so she can go to sleep, so she can go party at night. Yeah, Oof. I yeah. What, it's, I would say it's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> but hotter. Uh, and if you want to see it in the remake of Mary Poppins coming out, <laughs> Emily Blunt. I'll say it again. <laughs> right? Is that her? Yeah. It's Emily. Which one is she? Uh, she's in, I don't know, in The Quiet Place, yeah. which is that yeah. new movie that came out. She's John Krasinski's wife That's in that what, movie and in real life. She's she's one of those. Because I get all of those all mixed up between Emily Blunt, Amber Heard, Amber all of those Heard. faces. There's another one that's like that, uh, r- 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 like, r- r- like Lakey, Lakey Nelson. I don't know. They're all these <laughs> fake. Blake fake, Lively? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I got that from Lakey yeah. Nelson. But. Yeah. <laughs> look the same, right? And then Alicia Vicklander, she's technically the platinum version of that, right? Where okay. she's the Oscar one. But then they all have the same flat face 
thing? I, I guess I could, yeah, I could see that. They're all mix em ups as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, they in the, a lot of like similar movie. It, none of them are like in blockbusters. Like, they're all of, like Olivia Wilde. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's another one. None of them are in... Also, they're, they're not in like the same period piece over and over again mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, I could see they're being mixed. I don't know most of the people you just said. I'm just saying I, names. I'm kind of just assuming who I think they are. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm doing. But now I think, you know, maybe this will be a big movie, the remake of Mary... No. no. What? No kids want Mary Poppins is my initial thought. Who? What kid grew up being like, you have to see the original Mary Poppins, but then you have that. Who's going to see Julie Andrews and be like, I want a, a, a blank-faced white woman to do this to, again. I want him to do it again with none of the old songs. There's nothing about it that seems dated, I don't think, with Mary Poppins. I've never seen Mary Poppins, but I don't remember anything being, is, like, tech. Yeah, Is the conceit of it that the children are misbehaving and that's why Mary Poppins needs to come in and fix everyone's lives? As someone who's completely clueless about Mary Poppins? I, I, don't, I don't really know, know or remember. Know. And then I don't... There's no way the chimney sweep won't be problematic in the remake yeah. of some sort. Well, you just have to make him like... I mean, I don't know what they would make him. Is he like Carlos Mencia in the new movie? Like, is it one of those where <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, oh, they're going another direction? Or is it Dick Van Dyke again? Are they forcing just him to leave Burbank? <laughs> they, like, elbow the chimney and he falls out of it at the beginning. <laughs> he's, like, you go, he's like, why have you guys been using this so much? <laughs> they should stop using chimneys. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's saying, and it was he was like fine with having this very bad job, which I guess was part of it that they were like, it's cool, it's okay to be a chimney sweep, do your job well. Yeah, which is just technically just getting, it's training kids to be good for the workforce, which yeah. is what the fucking trilateral commission was talking about for in the seventies, like trying to get everybody uh, making schools more like prisons on purpose and getting kids used to the bell system. So do you think that this could have been a part control. of that? Whereas, like, this was all about getting kids to behave a certain way. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dick could... Cheney. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking, talking about Dick Van Dyke Cheney? Yes. <laughs> yes. God, you imagine Dick Dick Cheney with them big teeth that Dick Van Dyke has, and, and with his legs. I can't imagine legs. it. Actually, it's horrific. Have you seen Dick Van Dyke's wife? No, she's fine. She's hot. Yeah, and she's like forty years younger than him. There you go. It's nice. It's a good get. And the two of them, and she's very young. She's like a buxom Swedish, like, like she could like she's good at lifting him from bed to the tub. Okay. Maybe they may, okay. So she's but she is Swedish. She's got big arms. Okay. She can like lift them up. I think she's yeah, yeah, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. She's built like a lady that serves you beer in Oktoberfest. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay, that's yeah. a perfect Ooh. visual. You have such yeah. a more distinct visual for her than those four actresses. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, I, I'm usually not a person who hates on remakes. I don't hate on that. I don't, it never really bothers me. But this one, when I, f- I, I, A, I forgot it existed until you were doing this. And then I was like, oh, aren't they remaking this movie? And I think it comes out in like a week. Yes. Or something like yes, that. And, but I, I cannot see why any part of this is being made. And I'm sure it's like being lovingly made by people who this film was like a big deal to them. Sure. But can you just all watch it together? I feel like yeah. you just watch Mary Poppins. Just re-release Mary Poppins. You could have Emily Blunt dress as Mary Poppins introing the movie <laughs> yeah. and being like, this is me in a Mary Poppins costume. Why am I in this? To introduce you Mary could, Poppins. You could put this on Broadway and have Emily Blunt do it every night. Ooh. This is a fantastic yeah. idea. Yeah. Anything but the thing that they did yeah. the millions of dollars it cost to do it and yeah. then push it out like it's a, a a gray turd it also seems like a perfect movie for broadway because it's like three i don't really but it's like there was a minimal, broadway play minimal there. sets 
Yeah, sure. And it has a cool wire trick where Mary Poppins gets to fly <laughs> Floats in. Floats up in the thing, all the kids, yay, 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 yay. But not, yay, like, yay. not like so many tricks where people die yeah. making Spider-Man or whatever happens. You get one of those anemic gymnasts that won a bronze recently in the last gym, right. the last Olympics. You have her play t- t- Twinkle, Twinkle? Tweedle? No, that's in Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's not in there. You can take some liberties, though. You can take some liberties. But that's who I put. I throw Tinkerbell in there. Right. It'll be the the Mary Poppins cinematic universe. (laughs) That's a great idea. (laughs) Or make a show about like Uh. they did with with the, uh, what's the, Minions. And you do it about the penguins. And you make the whole thing about the goddamn penguins universe <laughs> within the Mary oh, yeah. Poppins universe. I think universe. they did that with the, the penguins, penguins of Madagascar. Madagascar, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. What's, wow, this is, this is a movie for everybody. Let's, know. <laughs> if we can get a hold of DreamWorks and ask him, are your penguins in the MPCU, like the Mary Poppins <laughs> cinematic universe? I just need to know what our cross... I know Sony owns the penguins, but we own two of the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's no purpose. I guess somebody said it somewhere. I imagine there's also like a weird thing with rights, like what they have to do yeah. with Batman and Spider-Man, where like they have to make it or they lose the rights. Maybe. Mm. I guess. That's such yeah. a bizarre thing to happen. I, I've done no work It on only this. seems to me like someone was like, what hasn't been remade that was a children's movie? What can we do that was like remaking Willy Wonka? That's kind of <sighs> all that, that it seems like to me. Too. But it made a fuck ton of money. It did. <sighs> This makes me sad. Yeah, so people were ex- were obsessed with it because the kids just like seeing the, the people jump around all digitally. Yeah. yeah. Which I get, I guess. <laughs> I, at the same time, I think kids should just go to school more, and I think that kids <laughs> should be... I think we should go back to calisthenics for kids. I would actually like a remake of school. If we yes. could do that. Yeah, let's redo the, the uh, national new... education <laughs> system. Uh, it is... Cra- it is you know, I guess you got to make money. Who knows? I guess you I have to not... make money. Yeah, dude, you have to fucking you make gotta... money. Keep them gears going. You want nine eleven to happen again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta keep the money back in the system, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so we got to re. <laughs> you have to remake Mary Poppins or nine eleven will happen. Again. <laughs> That's the stakes. Can we get just that audio clip for a new ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took it. Night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> We're being vulnerable. It is. It is like. It just seems like such. I don't know. I don't see any genuine positive. But what if it ends up being? Maybe it could be great, and maybe it's a big thing. I can't think of an example where the remake was like this big, wonderful thing that like everyone was happy existed. But maybe this will be that one. No. Yeah. No. No. Not a single one. Not a single. That new Spider-Man was really good, and there'd been like eight of them in five years. But that's such like a superhero movies are kind of a different thing. Yeah. Spider-Man's been around since the seventies. Yeah. So it's like yeah. So Spider-Man movies can exist forever because the comic books existed forever. Same thing with all of those. That's true. It's not like there was one Spider-Man movie that they remade that was great. Yeah. You could just keep making. I'm glad that they didn't have to do his origin story again because I think we fucking. 
Get even it. people. Who, I mean, even like, even my parents who have never read any Spider-Man comics have never seen maybe any of the Spider-Man movies. Could tell me that his uncle dies and that's and then he gets bit by a spider. Yes, mm. they could tell me, and they have no. They couldn't tell me what Marvel is, and they could tell me that happens. They to could say that. Yeah, yeah, I also think eventually there's a cool space for when Spider-Man gets old. I think that Daniel Day-Lewis can make a good old-fashioned return when he finally gets bored from Cobble and Choose in ten years. <laughs> he can come back and do. I wanted to see him to play Batman though. Oh, like I want old, him to play old Batman passing old, on the torch. Yeah, yeah, old Batman passing it to a lady yeah. Batman. Okay, <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here, maybe third or fourth. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds a little rehearsed, but you heard it here, maybe third or fourth. No, no, I say it, I say it alone in the house. <laughs> so NSA, you heard it here fifth. <laughs> Okay, so it's been a while since I wrote one here for the show, uh, and and this is like a big. I'd never seen Black Mirror, and I get a lot of crap for this every time more of them come out. I, th- I just keep. How do they keep making them? I don't know. All I had. To, I, all it seems like to me is Banksy the TV show. <laughs> I'd say that's close. Where it's like, is wouldn't it be crazy if the bad stuff was bad? Like, yeah, it would be. Because it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't seem worth... It seems like some of it's probably great, and a lot of it's probably lazily masquerading as great. That's my whole idea on Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I think that you nailed it on the head um, without seeing a minute of it. Yeah, really? Yeah, so much of... You just see people like, do you see that Black Mirror episode? Phones go crazy. And you're like, yeah, man, what do you think phones were going to do? Yeah. Because that's what I like about the first season of Black Mirror is that it's stuff that like really could happen, yeah. and yeah. now it's stuff like, cameras are psychic. I and saw it's some like, poster right. that looked like it was a Star Trek spoof. It is. From the last season. And yeah, there was, there was, but oh, it was a good yeah, one. because That episode was good. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what if I listed every episode one at a time and you said all of them were good? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I, I did Black Mirror and this is just kind of the idea of it and, and we'll go around I'll be reading the stage directions and playing Klebe I'll be playing my phone I'll be playing my home and my god and I will be playing Plurn I gotta tell you I didn't know I assume they name everyone like Ikea named people is kind of how the future seems like uh, we got vowels and we got the sounds but it's not the words alright interior bedroom day a crisp autumn morning, sometime in the future, but not too far into the future. Just far enough into the future where people wear tighter clothes with collars that are shaped a bit differently, but not so far that we have to spend a wild amount of money on set design. Plurin wakes up. He's a guy from the future. He turns over in his bed with super clean white linens and a very minimal bed frame. He reaches for his futuristic yet grounded smartphone, but it isn't there. He speaks aloud to his future home called My Home. Hey, My Home? Yes, Plurin? Have you seen My Phone? I haven't, Plurin. I am sorry. That's okay. Plurn gets out of bed and begins his future morning routine. <laughs> Very sympathetic. <laughs> yeah. Interior, kitchen, day. His morning coffee shoots from a hole in the wall into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the same with his liquid eggs and liquid bacon. <clears throat> Time to consume my morning content. Plurn shuts his eyes and watches TV slash reads the internet because this is how you do it in the future. Oh, I'm just seizing out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, wow, it's the news. Plurin consumes the news, but then remembers that he needs to find his my phone. He walks into the hallway. All is quiet around the home. The sons, there are two sons in the near future, are rising. Plurin calls out to my home. My home? Yes, Plurin? What about my wife? I can't find her either. Have you seen her? Um, well, she is 
In the guest bedroom. Plurin heads down the hall and into the guest bedroom. There, his wife, Klebe, is sitting on the bed. <laughs> hey, honey, why are you in the guest bedroom? Just then, out of the bathroom walks a giant cell phone <laughs> brushing its teeth. It's my phone, who continues a conversation he was having with Klebe, not knowing Plurin has walked in. Yeah, so technically my grandpa's a Bitcoin, but, uh... Wait a second, wait, is it my, my phone? But you're so huge! Plurin takes a moment and realizes what's going on. Did you just fuck my wife? I wouldn't say fuck. I mean, we we had consensual... Did you just have sex with my wife, my phone, in my home? This yes. triggers my home. Yes, Plern? No, no, not... No, no, not now, my home. I was talking to my... I was talking about my home. I am my home. I was saying, like, two words. My Jesus fucking Christ, this is... Well, sorry, asshole. <laughs> sorry for doing my job. Plern turns his attention back to Klebe and his my phone. Plurin, honey, it's the near-distant future. Sure, phones and technology have improved our quality of life, but they also fuck our wives. It's just one of the scary ways that technology evolved that we didn't think about back in the 2010s, <laughs> unless we were super smart, super cool, cutting-edge writers, or Banksy. <laughs> Thank God Banksy was around to let us know that corporations were bad. Otherwise, we might have never known. But I figured people always assumed technological takeovers would be so much more overt and not so accessible and subtle. That's what makes this such a scary story that's easily binged and discussed online. But this isn't just a story. You fucked my mind! Phone. You ruined my life! In walks an exact clone of Plurn. Who are you? I'm your my life. You asked for me? What the fuck? You said my life. So here I am. Plurn yells out to the heavens. Technology is so frustrating in such a down-to-earth way! <laughs> well, Plurn's yelling as my life got into bed with Klebe. No! Don't you fuck my wife! I'm taking back control! Plurn pulls out a knife. Please, Plurn, don't do this! Stay out of this, Klebe. It's between <laughs> me and my my life and my my phone. I need to take back my home. Yes, Plurn? Shut the fuck up! Klebe runs out of the room. Plurn dives for his my life, but my phone jumps in the bed and is stabbed and begins to bleed <laughs> cell phone blood. My phone grabs my life by the collar and chokes out his final words. Tell them. Tell them all to... to run their updates. Plurn, my phone dies. My life looks up at Plurn, who is still mad about everything fucking his wife. Plurn takes a beat and then lunges to stab my life. Wait, no, if you stab... It's too late. Plurn stabs his my life. His my life begins to bleed. If you stab me, you stab... You you stab... You stab yourself. What? My life dies. Plurn looks down and sees that he has the same wound as his my life. He begins to bleed out. Oh, my God. In walks my God, an electronic deity. What can I do for you, Plurn? <laughs> Fade to black mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Did I write the whole thing just to write Fade to Black Mirror? <laughs> yeah. But it's good, though. It's worth it. I, I would have never assumed that my heartstrings would be genuinely tugged out by a character named Plurn, but uh, really, uh, there's some genuine moments in there. You start to feel it, because it's true. See, because the real technology has been inside us the whole time, <laughs> ever since we got it implanted. Do you ever do that with a loved one? Because now it's like we do a thing where it's like, be, me and my loved one have now said that it's okay for us to be like, put your phone down. Yeah. You can put your phone down now, and then we go, you're correct. Sometimes, and then we yeah. take it and we put it in the other room. Sometimes I will, if I'm like hanging out with someone, I'll be like, maybe just no phones for a little bit. You know, and then you're not trying to be mean about it. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah. the phones are always around. Yeah. I, I always feel like I have to apologize whenever I'm texting in front of a person. And yeah. so it's, it's never like a good feeling to, to be doing that with another human being yeah, yeah. simultaneously i also sometimes like enjoy being around my friends where it's okay if they're talking to me and i pull my phone out and do something yeah. yes yeah, yeah that's like, normal i can't totally um micromanage your whole life yeah yeah it's the expectation even though i want to desperately <laughs> i'm rigid hard to try yeah, and control i don't know why you're doing push-ups do. right now <laughs> <laughs> it is like the expectations have also changed so much where now you, you want to, like, have all this downtime without your phone, but everyone expects to be able to get a hold of you immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they yell at you when they can't. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they do. do. I get a lot of angry. Would it take you twenty minutes? I saw the bubbles pop up, like stuff like that. I was, like, I was thinking. <laughs> I was Something to text to do with the dra- bubbles. Yeah, it has to be a draft text sometimes, and then you release, especially if you're feeling a lot of emotions. It. Uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd heard about uh, Black Mirror, the first episode, with someone described to me the pig fucking, and yes. that sounded very interesting. Yeah. It's good. And it was... then nothing else sounded that interesting. <laughs> I would rather they have started the show with any other episode, though, because I feel like that one was such an outlier. And as yeah. someone who genuinely enjoys the show and like has some weird Stockholm, because like, every time I watch it, it, I'd need a day to recover to watch mm-hmm. the next episode. I keep going back to it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they started with a different episode. Yeah. Uh, you read everything, and then you see like people... I saw someone bought the rights to one episode to make a movie, but the show's already an hour long. Yeah, yeah that's a movie. So they buy that movie. to make into a 90 minute movie. Yeah, we're adding a half an hour of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Most I, movies shouldn't be an hour and a oh, half. I think even. about this all the time. I don't know. Do we talk about this on the last one? I don't think so. It, can you, Schindler's List is three hours and four minutes long. <laughs> if you, if, if your movie is longer than that, you should have to explain every extra minute. I want to see on, on a sh- breakdown, an Excel sheet of why every single scene you're doing is important. What does it do to further, further the plot? Right. Schindler's List is like, it's exactly, it's like, that's art. Are yeah. you Steven Spielberg working at the peak of his of right. his artistic fucking powers yeah. right now? No. Hour and twenty five minutes. <laughs> right. That's all you need to that's all you need to do to tell a story. Yeah. I'm I'm taking work away from you. I'm making your job easier by telling you make less movie. Right. I've never left a movie like I've left a movie maybe wishing there was more, but not if someone's like, there is more, I wouldn't go back in to watch whatever <laughs> no! the answer was. I don't stay and watch cut scenes. I don't watch the scenes at the ends of the trailers. Oh. I am one of those where I get up and I leave because then it's done. I'm ready. Like, okay, cool. I will now go yeah. and watch TV in the text. <laughs> Wait, you leave during everyone's applause? Yes. <laughs> that makes me so, it makes me feel so weird when people are like, let's applaud the thing that can't I hear know. us. Yeah. And even if someone is here who worked on this movie and you're with them, just tell them good job because they didn't get invited to the premiere. Yes, exactly. So whatever their job was wasn't enough to get invited to where everyone else's was. I remember I did um, after Wolf of Wall Street. It's like we, I mean, it was nice that I got to go to the premiere, but yeah. I also saw it in a, just a theater with all my friends mm-hmm. and people kept would come up and be like, Say you, you the fat guy up there? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm the fat. I was me. I was the fat guy up there. And he's like, eh. Couldn't go to the premiere, huh? And I was just like, oh! I don't need you to fucking <laughs> to roast me here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Holy honey, shit. it's almost somebody. <laughs> Get a picture of me standing next to something else. Don't look at this thing. <laughs> but at least they didn't also stand up and clap at you. Good job, good job. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like I just got a head injury and I finally learned how to tie my shoes it again. Is, yeah, I've never thought. That's and that's okay. So that movie is what like two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah, and that's you know the most a, as prolific as any director on the planet. Yes, who's earned being able to do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's still making long. a movie that's a party. It's incredible. Yeah. And then even a couple times you're like, hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 you can snip. <laughs> and then it's like, but what what can you do? You just watch it. Movies are just. Should be an hour and a half. There long. is one Transformers movie that's longer than Schindler's List, and he should oh have to go Jesus. do whatever Zuckerberg did in front of Congress to explain <laughs> why that is longer. Every second of it, like, it's like, especially if it's a comedy. Right. It's, where it's like you're going to make a comedy longer than an hour and a half. And so it's like, and I work for Judd Apatow, yeah. and I know for a fact is that when you look at it, be like, I would rather just like fuck it, let's rip it, let's yeah. rip it, let's go, let's yeah. laugh. I, I, yeah, I agree. If you're going to like swing super hard, take two hours and ten minutes and swing super hard. But if you keep missing, maybe reel it back in and see if that's the reason we're on <laughs> the fifth you, one that's missed. Yeah, exactly. Just make it an hour and a half because we all just because. But then I have to take a shit. There was I saw a uh, quiet place, Emily Blunt. And Whoa. it was really, really, really good. And it's very tense. And it Is was it like an, an hour ASMR and 25 video? Minutes. 
Well, I don't know what that is. Is it like the, hey, do we have to be so quiet? There's a surprising <laughs> amount of noise. For a quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it just them constantly juggling like jars of things and going, oh, oh, almost catching things yeah. and dropping it's things? It's just constantly them not revving the chainsaws before they juggle them. <laughs> it's not as dangerous, but. Uh, and it ended, and it's an hour and 25 minutes long. Very tense. A movie that is so much better to see in theaters because you're seeing it around all these people and you're experiencing this very tense thing together. And the first thing someone said was, that was a good length. No one, the yeah. first comment someone had. And they're right. It was an hour and 25 minutes. Boom. Get me out. And then he, I can right. do whatever the fuck else I have to do with yeah. my day. Because then it's, you got 25 minutes. There were so many trailers. 25 minutes of trailers. Mm-hmm. and so you, But a nice two hours total, I'm okay with being in a room for two hours. Mm-hmm. You guys don't go, do you, I make sure I see the trailers. I'm a trailer yeah. guy. I, I love, love them. them. Yeah. I, love I watch them at home by myself. Yeah. I do that time. Time. It's yeah. so nice to just it's fucking so pop nice. some edibles yeah. and then to watch, watch close to yeah. an hour of movie trailers. <laughs> yeah, I'll go down, I'll get like a, like one of those weed blueberries. Have you had the, it's oh, like a chocolate yeah. And then I'm just like, well, let's yeah. see, uh, uh, what Tom Hardy's been in I've never heard of yeah and, oh, oh yeah oh, oh there's so many sad like really bad rom-coms that have come out in the past five years that we've never heard of and those are fun trailers to watch because <laughs> then you keep watching me and like he's obsessed with her yeah. it's kind of a stalker but yeah. he's cute you do, you're like this one's straight to Netflix and yeah. the movie is uh, a man was able to live in a girl's apartment without her knowing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh, the Robert series of films? No. It no. is a based off essentially the uh, one of the toys that was uh, the original uh, inspirations for The Conjuring, which is a haunted toy. Yeah. And some guy, some British dude made a bunch of super low budget movies based upon this Robert doll, and they are pretty priceless. And there's one called Robert and the Toymaker that is about uh, the origin story of Robert where he was being he was made during <laughs> Nazi Germany. He was carved oh. um, by this this old Geppetto-like man who a, uh, a someone stole an occult spellbook from the Nazis and sure. brought it into his shop and it brought Robert alive. The dude gets taken by the Nazis they're looking for this book to a concentration camp. Robert's <gasps> got to break Shit. into a concentration camp and oh. saw you and really Really wonder him. why everyone need thinks maybe your screenplay struggling if you have to up the stakes to Nazi Germany. Because <laughs> every good horror movie ever gets just it, like has a in Nazi a yard. one. Yeah. Like it, like all the great ones like don't really have much. To, you know, it's just like yeah. in someone's house. <laughs> But, like, the ones that aren't great are, like, and now we're at a concentration camp. Even X-Men, like, destroyed a concentration camp had in the to. last one. It's like, how did we end up here? They had to. They, like, I also, I don't want to defend not destroying concentration camps. Yeah, let's think about this. <laughs> Keep them up. Let but the wire anytime, weave busting their business. Like, if you're making, if your movie relies on the stakes of being, like, wasn't the Holocaust bad? Because, like, even, I don't want to keep talking about Schindler's List, but that movie doesn't, barely relies on that. Just barely. That's like even you're existing within like human decision making and like a guy like that's all internalized yeah. and that's almost. A, but if you're a horror like, movie, it's like the fucking life. Is almost beautiful. every horror movie ever, you can tell if it's good based on the trailer. It's very weird. Uh, they do a pretty good job, and there's certain times where you can also tell uh, the budget level and if it affects the actual yeah. horror of the movie. I saw before before Quiet Place again. Time out. There was a trailer for this movie, Hereditary. It's so good. It looks so fucking good. It was the... Sca- Hereditary trailer is like the third scariest movie I've ever seen. I've only seen the trailer. Okay, okay, I've okay, okay. the movie. The trailer... Did you see people, it? People were... The trailer ended and someone goes, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> was so scary. And then afterwards, they had to, like, cleanse your palate by showing, like, the trailer for Cock Blockers and, like, the trailer for, like, a couple comedy. There's some movie coming out where people play tag that actually looks really funny. Yes. And they showed all these trailers for funny. And then they showed the trailer for Truth or Dare, which looks bad. Yeah. And it's still a horror movie, and people were laughing. Some dude took a phone call during the trailer because it was so. We had just the Hereditary trailer was so scary and good that we were watching another horror movie trailer, and people were like, "This isn't a thing. This is nothing. This doesn't deserve my attention." Jesus. Well, they now do it in the, within the horror world too. Now, very specifically, they point out being like. This is our big scary one for the year. Each year kind of has a big scary one. And then since Get Out got all that fucking Oscar heat, now more and more, I think there'll be more like when you find like the scary one of the batch, they're going to like really pump it out. Because I like horror movies, but I'm not good at like navigating because so many of them are independent or small. Well, that's the best part about horror is it's the last, it's still like, it's becoming the last bastion for the independent filmmaker because you can get money to make these movies. They make money all the time. They make their money back. So people are into it. It's like they're, the remakes are cool in horror movies. And when they blow up, it's a $10 million movie that makes $300 million. Yes. And so they're very, but now we're going to see, I think after Get Out, we're going to see a flood of like, you know, John Hamm is going to be like, oh, should we do in horror movies? (laughs) It's going to be that kind of shit where they're going to be running into it. I hope it's called Mad man yeah <laughs> him beating his family yeah. it uh yeah there's something about it looks like they're really putting a lot of effort and sometimes these horror movies seem to like float around for years after they're finished before they find i remember like cabin in the woods yeah when dude. i saw it yeah. i was like that's so great and then someone's like that was done in like 2007 Whoa. and yeah. then they just that's sat crazy. on a shelf for like six years because they couldn't find the distribution because yeah. they were so long they were told that no one will go see a horror movie but everybody does Every, and- i hope that more people get behind there's that was A24 is that distribution company that yeah. seems yeah, like yeah. really have its finger well, on yeah. the pulse of good horror thing that's who Hereditary is one of their things yeah Hereditary and, I mean rules. I cannot stress how scary that tr- I couldn't watch it at home again to rewatch it I had like I made my roommate come watch it with me I, I'm asking as a total limp as someone who like couldn't do I Am Legend that's the threshold we're talking about like <laughs> what's, a, the... what's a what's an entry level horror film that you would actually recommend I would to... say the Hereditary trailer is scarier than <laughs> I Am Legend <laughs> well what do you want what, what are you looking for are you looking to be entertained or are you looking to be scared I think I would rather prefer like the psychological thriller aspect of it more than like the jump scares and have the... you seen any of the classics like The Shining I, I haven't oh, seen The Shining so The Shining, the Shining is, is a must the... okay it's okay so um, I would say there's a movie called The Descent that I think is from like 2006 Descent 2007. is very scary and it's though. scary it is very scary but it is not super gory mm. okay. and Rosemary's kinda... Baby is like one of my favorites too and that's more you're just so creeped out the whole time but nothing ever like you know jumps out at you and terrifies you if you really want to slowly go in maybe see signs oh I love no, that no don't do it I love don't signs I love signs I did too I, I, I was, love I was one signs of I'm just trying to think of something that's kind of just creepy most of the yeah. time gotcha. and oh. even if you like don't love it or whatever it's just kind of creepy tone the whole time but it's time. the old school ones to me mm. are really fun like yeah. the well you know what me, me, me and me fiance last night watched a paranormal activity oh yeah. that one's really fun we watch it and it's scary it is fun. when I watched paranormal activity I slept on the couch that I was watching it on instead of going upstairs to my room. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. It it scared me. Okay, I'm going to do this and if we only record in the daytime after this point, then I hope you understand. (laughs) Yeah, and we can follow up with you and see if you're afraid. (laughs) Yeah, see how it's changed your life. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. We'll make you (laughs) a Oh, man. Uh, Okay, we got a few, uh, we got a couple of these games we're getting I like, we talk about horror movies a lot, but 
there is something going on with horror movies right yeah. now where there people seem to be refreshed that they aren't franchised, remade, mm-hmm. sequeled. Don't even say it out loud, man. You just That's true. you just did it. Oh, it's just now. Spider Man's gonna be a horror movie. <laughs> did you guys see the trailer for Got Out? The sequel. <laughs> Or somehow got back in. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's gonna happen so fast. I uh, I never get sick of it. I mean, like yeah. honestly, that is most of the content I watch. It's like I can't watch comedy anymore because of my job. It's like I just, I just can't enjoy yeah. it anymore, mm-hmm. which is very sad. But horror does now the same effect on me that that comedy does. Also, just because my brain is completely twisted, where it's like I laugh at them. Like yeah. my favorite thing yeah. in the world is to go do a horror movie alone. I fucking smoke. I smoke a joint outside of it. I walk into the theater and then I'll just cackle alone. Yeah. And I've done that several times where I'll sit and then people like look at me like I'm a fucking monster. But I every time I watch somebody get murdered on screen, I I, I laugh. I do and I will laugh a lot and not in like a way where I th- know they're trying to be funny or even that I find it funny, but that's like that's my reaction to that any of this has been put together. Yeah, you know I what just, I mean? I just like oh, to yeah. be it's impressive to me and I find it very entertaining because I know it's fake. Mm-hmm. A part of it's like I know what goes into making a cool looking kill on a yeah. horror in a horror movie and I know it takes a lot of skill and that pe- when you're making it it's a fucking blast it's so much fun to kill people in a movie yeah. and so when you're watching it I'm just like yay we're gonna but cut it- in a movie out of that sentence by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to kill <laughs> no it really is and I kind of find the same thing I can't go see comedies in movie theaters anymore and most of the comedies that I do watch are ones that I fell in love with before I did comedy yes mm-hmm. I'll like re-watch older ones or something like that or just re-watch The Office or something like that. The night of the 2016 election, that was probably the drunkest my fiance and I had ever gotten together. And we drank almost a whole bottle of bourbon. And then we sat there we're like, so what do we do with ourselves? And we just watched Son-in-Law and Tommy Boy uh, and Encino Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just, it was good. It yeah, felt good. It just good. feels like a different time. <laughs> Polly Shore really knew what was funny to us in 1997 <laughs> so well. Ni- 1995, too, he was really on the pulse. The weasel really knew we, what yeah. he was doing. We and- talked about Encino Man once here, and one of the trivia facts for it was, and it said this, you're never going to believe it, Brendan Fraser did a lot of improvising. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, gotta, I hate to break it to you, but I believe that. I do. After having seen it. Uh, so we got this game that we play lots of times called Before and Afters. It's like a mashup thing, like the Wheel of Fortune Before and Afters, uh, where you put two movie or TV titles together to be one title. And so I'll read the hypothetical plot to this one movie or television show, and you tell me what the title is. Yeah. So we had the example was like a charming robot sells penny stocks, and that would be the Wolf of Wally Street. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. And so there's sort of like a loose true crime theme to these ones You here. created all of these. I Yeah, <laughs> yes. So you wrote all, you came up with the answers first and then worked backwards? Yes, definitely. Wow. And I would kind of look up, I would come up with like, like let's say it's a... a do you like word puzzles? Do you make your own word puzzles? I don't like how my, uh, my brain reacts to them in a positive way. Like, I push back. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever not yeah. accept, like, a quirk about yourself oh, because yeah. you don't want that to be who you are? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, the smile that I I, lean, I leaned in, though. It's for last podcast. We did a whole thing on black metal, Norwegian mm-hmm. black metal. And at first, I didn't really understand it. I started listening to it. And now it's, like, what I listen to yeah. like, quite a bit. There, and well, it makes me smile. <laughs> yeah, I always that was I would see that happen growing up in high school when everyone would ironically say a phrase. 
and then you start saying the phrase. I don't it's even like now it's a like, part of it. Like people like people saying bro not to mean bro, and now you're saying bro like things mm-hmm. like that. You yeah. just you kind of and you're like, well, maybe I do like doing this. Maybe this yeah. is who I am. Yeah, bro started as an ironic thing between me and my friends. We used to call each other various uh, different versions of bro, and mm-hmm. then it just became a part. Oh, of Oh yeah, I would call like my friends Brohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so much yeah. that, and it just never yeah. ends. Yeah. Uh, so these bros and Kranz and Gildan bro. Was <laughs> I think you're gonna, like, gonna say bro and Cranston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro and Cranston. Heisenberg. <laughs> See? Okay, I hate it. You love word games. I do. And I like, yeah, I do. And um, so he this is word game. We should be happy. I'm only, we're only doing one instead of sometimes like five. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. But this, I'm just glad you get this out and you don't have to just like become like an evil toy maker alone yeah. in your you, house. You just being like, words, glorious words. Like, it's yeah. You'd be surprised how few times the therapist sees you when you bring in stuff for them to guess. <laughs> Uh, so we got three here. One of the movies or TV shows in each one is true crime, horror, sort of like I was thinking last podcast on the left, like Thank things you. like and uh, uh, one of each one of those comes into like a little true crime type thing. Uh, so here's number one. Here's the plot. After giving into his animal instincts and raiding the farms of nearby neighbors, he's forced to move underground where he creates an estate to form a wrestling team for the 1988 Olympics before propelling toward an unforeseen tragedy. Oh what the fuck? <laughs> say say it again. This one's way too long. Wait, I, I can even make it. This one, I, I tried to edit it, and then I forgot I had to write more. So. <laughs> oh my God. After, I literally had like a kernel of edible like still in my teeth from this point. I'm just like still like coming. Okay, do you want to start the recording? We can get into the show. Yeah, yeah, okay, great, 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 great. We like to do a little warm-up up. Uh, after, I'll, 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 I'll edit this one a little bit live. Uh, if you guys can get this, believe this is free. Uh, after giving into animal instincts and raiding the farms of nearby neighbors, he is forced to move underground, where he creates an estate to form a wrestling team for the 1988 Olympics. Ugh, I know. Okay. Oh my God. There is the fox catcher. It's, it's um uh, oh oh <laughs> <laughs> you think I like word games? Uh, you just came. <laughs> he loves chairs. Um, fox catcher. Fox. I have to say this out loud, otherwise yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. Fox catcher in the rye. It's not it's that. Not, it's, not that. Rye, it's not that. It's not that. But it to... sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's my thinking noise. Oh, All right. Is that good to the, do for for podcasts? That's or? actually almost the answer. Uh, no, the, so so Foxcatcher is one of them. The other mm. one's a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, oh, fuck. oh. fantastic, Mister Foxcatcher! The fantastic Mister Foxcatcher. Okay, I'm starting to understand oh this God. game. I was, oh, <laughs> this is one of those games people really get right when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Shortly after moving to Florida, a longtime prostitute falls into a romance, but is brutalized and resolves to give up prostitution and get into a job at a scare factory, haunting children. Uh, monster. Uh, Monsters scare Inc. factory. It's just called Monster Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, no. that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm there upset. we go. That's well, that's okay. I actually okay love that idea of Eileen Warnos going into people's nightmares, but she's not yeah. that scary. She's just more, like she's just fucked. That's she's like the whole thing story. is that yeah. she's actually not that scary. She's just messed up, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, she did bad shit. She also killed. Yeah, yeah. she killed twelve men yeah. still. But I mean, not saying they didn't. I mean, like all men are scum, and you can attack them. Yeah. But it's bad, still. (laughs) All right, last one. And if you hated those first two, get ready to be upset that this one's here. Uh, One of the... 
Never mind, this description's even longer. One of the last old-fashioned heroes of the West, who will stop at nothing to bring criminals to justice, gets caught up in a detour to his old family's farmhouse where he discovers a group of crazed, murderous outcasts led by one wearing a mask of human skin. Hmm... Walker, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep, it is Walker, Whoa. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. wow. I love word games. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I did good. Uh, okay, now now we're playing a game that gets a little more nightmarish called Three Tracks or Three at Once. We don't really have names for any of these. What this is, is I play the audio from three movie scenes, pretty famous movie scenes simultaneously, and you have to guess the three movies. Got it. And so it's just going to go right into it. This is our first one. She is really giving them a thorough going over. All judges are And you can guess them whenever you have an idea. Ooh, uh, Taken. Taken is one of them. Oh, uh, uh, Wilson, it's, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Castaway. Castaway. This is like good. Like this reminds me of like what's it? God, God save you, Black Emperor. What's it? It sounds like one of those. Like uh, what you're looking for is actually the two men talking in the background with the applause. Is it? Can it be TV? It um, can be, but it's not. Oh. Nixon Frost. No. <laughs> Frost Nixon. No. Well, that's. Is it the circle? No, we're heavy on Taken right now. Is what. Put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and put a little pipe in his mouth. Are they ever allowed to do anything like that? Dress up. Oh, it's uh, Best in Show. Best in Show. <laughs> I knew it was coming back around. I'm like, would you be able to understand it? Oh it's so funny. It's kind of horrific to hear a man kick a volleyball and then a girl get dragged from a room yeah. and then Fred Willard go, "Why didn't he put on one of those little Sherlock Holmes hats?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> you um, how many uh, uh, like how much time did that take? En- enough. <laughs> Like, you sat, like, did you do this last night, or do you have these locked and loaded? I did those this morning. I was up at 6.30. So you woke up at 6.30 this morning. Do you, and does your loved one live with you? Do you live alone, or? These, I gotta let you know these are all great questions, first off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is this Frost Nixon right now? (laughs) I just wonder if, when you cobble things together, because it's like, I know when I go research for the show, Mm -hmm. I now have to leave entirely, because I'll come in and I just start start monologuing at everyone about the thing I just read. And when you're doing sound experiments, I imagine eventually it it turns you into, like, a different person. It does, and lots of times... they're too easy, and lots of times they're too difficult. And cutting the proper chunk from a movie is important. And it's because it, I'll think of a movie. Like I remember the first one I put together. I was like, I want to put something from Mean Girls in here because I love Mean Girls. Yeah. And then I couldn't find a scene that wasn't obvious three seconds in because everything in the movie is funny and obvious. And so then I like was I probably watched forty minutes of Mean Girls to try and find a clip, and then just thought none work, and then like didn't put it in there at Shoot, all. Shoot, that's like an hour. That's like an hour of work already. Just 
and, for, and and nothing. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so then you got. I think like, what are movies with? Then it has to be noticeable enough. Although, what did we do? We did one in the last episode that someone guessed so suspiciously. Fat. Home alone. Home alone. <laughs> I was doing the scene where they break into the house and she heard. Like a sound effect. Someone soundtrack. She heard uh, the guy step on an ornament. The, the and she ornament. Goes, oh, it's Home Alone. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like that's just one of those because it's baked in deep to your childhood yeah. memories. Yeah. So all of a sudden you can because I can see the foot. Yeah. yeah. You know exactly the ornament. It and yeah. the, the and it was but it was amongst music and sound and she goes well one of those is Home Alone and so I'm like yes it is but you're not supposed to be so casual about. But yes, it is. Uh, just it's showing a, the weird forms of like, how you can be on the spectrum. What little memories like linger in your head? Yeah. Well, yeah. the way I was saying it is probably the way we'll keep it in this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Okay, we have one more three tracks. This one I think is a little bit harder. And uh, yeah, so here's the second one. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men is one of them. He wrote a book in prison called Reflections in the Diamond Eye. Oh my God! Oh my God! Silence of the Lambs. That was, what's that other one? Reflections in the Diamond Eye. Oh, bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. <laughs> Oh, it's Con Air. Con Air, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These ones meshed oh in such God. a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a cool soundscape. Um, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're listening to movies on the radio. I feel like it's one of those um, schizophrenia yeah, uh, <laughs> filters that you put on to experience what schizophrenia yeah, is like. This Thank sounds you. like anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. sick. I it, feel uh, like physically like uh, like on edge. Yeah. Well, if, if that if those gave you anxiety, we got one more game we've never done. <laughs> Uh, everyone eat some hummus first. Uh, there's hummus. And so this game, what I wanted to do originally was that last game with television show theme songs. Okay. Three television show theme songs at the same time, but it was too easy. I did probably 25 TV theme songs. Wow. And it was too easy every time. Yeah. Because they're so distinct. They make that on purpose. It's like made by scientists. Right. I'm I, not sure. I even true. tried to do like, like I even tried to do like crazy HBO ones that are five minutes long and you still would know. Yeah. If you had ever heard it, you you recognize it immediately. Yeah. And like I've never even seen Oz and I've heard it once and I put it in there and I meet I was like, Well if you've ever so it's too easy. So this one is two T V theme songs simultaneously backwards. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm scared. This one sounds like a nightmare. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Facts of life? No. Family matters? No. Step by step? No. Oh, uh, Full House? It's Full House. Yeah. <laughs> that actually was not too 
too hard. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. But it was... Once you start getting in the world of... Like, once someone says Facts of Life or yeah. Family Arts, yeah, you get yeah, in the yeah. world of thinking of those thinking shows. And yeah. Thinking and plugging um, and plugging, yeah. Yeah, and it starts to get... Yeah, in, that's, but, a, that's a living nightmare. A f- yeah. yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> that's like imagining... That's like the sounds of like an abused childhood. There's something oh There's something very recognizable. Once you know what it is, you sound like you're hearing it forwards. That's yeah. what I started yeah, yeah, yeah. messing with me. You're like, oh, it sounds like I'm hearing this forwards and something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You've gone too far. Yeah, that's what yeah. that shows. If that you like that one, far. this next one is sixteen of my comedy set voice memos played simultaneously, <laughs> and you have to pick out which jokes are sexist. <laughs> uh, no, we, we're on our last thing here. I want to do this thing we've never done on the show before. I should use the microphone. I want to do this thing we've never done on the show before, which is uh, all right. Oh, Definitely, that won't play. My maracas, um, which is called retroactive. Can't even remember the name. Product placement. Retroactive product placement. So we have taken a famous movie scene and we have not subtly added product placement to the end of it. And <laughs> I can't believe I left so much of the scene, but I just think this is a funny thing <laughs> I think to read. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's three pages. Uh, so this is a retroactive product placement for the movie A Few Good Men, and I'll be reading the stage directions and playing Kathy. Uh, I'll be playing Ross. And I'll be playing Jessup. And I'll be Randolph. All right, so this is retroactive product placement for the most famous scene from the movie A Few Good Men. Sometimes men take matters into their own hands. No, sir. You made it clear just a moment ago that your men never take matters into their own hands. Your men follow orders or people die. So Santiago shouldn't have been in any danger at all, should he have been colonel. Everyone is sweating now. Everyone but Kathy. You little bastard. Your Honor, I have to ask for a recess to... I'd like to answer the question, Judge. The court will wait for answer. If Kendrick told his men to t- that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred? Jessup is looking at O'Callie and Perez. Colonel. Jessup says nothing. I say nothing. <laughs> Kendrick <laughs> ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Kendrick to do. Object. Counsel. <laughs> And when it went bad, you cut these guys loose. Your Honor. That'll be all, counsel. You had Markinson sign a phony transfer order. Judge. You doctored the logbooks. Damn it, Kathy. I'll ask for the fourth time. You order. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. Jessup. Oh, no, it's just supposed to be the next line. You want answers? <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Nobody moves. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You? Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth. Because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, you want me on that wall. You want me there. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone to a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom I provide, then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd prefer you just say, you said thank you, and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand up post. And either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job that you sent me to do. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! 
a bailiff enters carrying a Mountain Dew Code Red 20-ounce <laughs> bottle. He hands it to Jessup. Jessup takes it, label out, facing the camera, and opens it. We hear the fizzy pssst noise of a soda that when, makes when opened. Jessup takes a drink long mm. and confidently from the bottle. He sets the bottle on the edge of the stand, label out. He lets out an extended, satisfying ah. He's been refreshed on a hot day. And I'd order it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> delicious, delicious Code Red. When's the last time you had Code Red? Too recently. Oh. Like How this thick calendar is it? year. Uh, I, ch- I chewed. Uh. <laughs> 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 it's not a thing that adults should be able to have. I mean, it's it's good for if you need to stay up all night on watch. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on but what? it's also weird. It's that, weird. On, like on Game of Thrones, they're like up on the wall. <laughs> <Yeah. and they're> <laughs> just... <laughs> That's another good Code Red scene yeah, to yeah. do product placement for. What if we do this bit and I only do it for Mountain Dew Code <laughs> That's Red? It. For the rest of your life, you're writing things. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys, uh, all three, very much for coming on the show. If, if if you have anything you'd love to tell people where they can find you or any things that you have going on you want to let people know about. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. This has been fun. It was a good opportunity to write about Mary Poppins, and yeah. now I have a new fleshed-out idea for her in my mind. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Henry Loves You. You can find me at my podcast, Last Podcast on the Left, at LP on the Left, on all of the bullshits. Great. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, you know, Sydney Steinberg, as you said. You can find me on Twitter at the Steinbergler and watch me on Comedy Central's That's How I Lost the Last One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at YouSungL. Please continue listening to this show <laughs> and uh, check out uh, the podcast Worst Case Scenario, a podcast about anxiety. Wonderful. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. If you have, we do fan scripts sometimes. If you have a show or a movie you've never seen and you would like to write us a two or three page fan script of a scene from that, please send it to neverseenitshow at gmail.com and rate and review the podcast. It helps us out wherever you listen. We appreciate it. It's a good show.